is I love to teach. I love to teach. So I'll try to preach a little. I'll try to teach a little. I'll try to teach a lot. But uh, we're going to be looking at the true, too good to be true, gospel of grace. Amen. There's a lot of people say they believe in grace. And they preach a gospel of grace, but they don't preach a gospel of grace. They don't. They preach, they preach a gospel of mixture, of in-between. You know why? Because man is so pig-headed and dumb that they still think there's something they need to do, right? Or something they need to, to accomplish to add to what Christ has already done. Amen. What Christ has already accomplished. It can't be just believing. You know, I was thinking about, uh, I was reading something the other day about blessing, you know. And this, this was from a grace guy. And he says, you know what, you're blessed because you walk in obedience. Okay, you're blessed. Watch your own amens. Hold on to your amens for a while, okay? Okay. Now, you know, and uh, you're, you're, you're blessed because you overcome a trial. Or you make it through a trial. You're blessed because you're blessed because you know what? You're not blessed because of anything you do. Amen. You know what? You know why? You want to know why? I'm gonna tell you why. I was talking with my wife. There is not a bigger screw up that I know. No, not a bigger screw up. There was not a bigger screw up. Than Lenny Rolla. He made so many bad decisions. He avoided church. He squandered money. One bad decision after another bad decision after a bad, another bad decision. But guess what? It never stopped the blessing. The blessing always came. Now, you know, it's, I'm talking with Lori. I say, you know what's the danger of thinking that you can do something for the blessing? Mm -hmm. Because now I see myself, okay, all through my life, bad mistake, blessing. Bad mistake, blessing. Abraham, right? You trust God and you're blessed. Well, oh, no, Abraham didn't trust God. I didn't trust God. Worry, ang you know, anxiety, fear, blessing. Abraham didn't trust God. If he did, he wouldn't lie to Abimelech. If he did, he wouldn't lie to Pharaoh. What happened? Blessing. So you see, you see what, what happens. The reason why blessings are not determined upon what you do. Because then, you know, it gets to the point where, wow, God blessed me when I didn't deserve it. Now, I'm making right choices. Now, you know, I'm obeying. Now, I'm, so now, now, I really should be blessed. Thank you. No. Yeah. Yes. No. That's not why God blesses. Just think of the prodigal son. The two sons. Did he deserve it? Did he earn it? Did he work for it? 
Was he rebellious? Was he selfish? Was he irreverent? Yes. And what did his father do? Blessed him. And when he came back because he was selfishly hungry, his father totally restored everything. Gave him his robe back. Hey, you took this robe off. I'm putting it back on you. Giving you back that, that, ring, that ring for your finger, right? Shoes on your feet. You're no, you're no slave. You're no servant, right? Didn't put him on probation. Did he put him on probation? No. Did he put him through any punishment? No. Did he say, you got to prove yourself now? No. Threw a party for him. That's grace. You see, and then you have the other son who thinks, hey, wait a second. I deserve, I deserve that, that, that calf. I deserve the party and to make merry with my friends. I deserve that because, because I, I served you. I obeyed your commandments. I, I worked in your fields. I, I did, I, and what the, oh, thank you, Father. No, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. Everything I have, it's yours. Because you're my son. Amen. For by grace are we saved by faith. And it's all a gift. Why? Why? Lest any man shall boast. Because if it was works or if it was your doing, then it would not be a gift. It would be a wage earned. And that's not grace. And when are they going to understand that? Huh? Never. Never. Because they don't know how to rightly divide. They don't know that the Bible, yes, indeed, is true from cover to cover. But they don't understand that not all its truth is for you and me under that new covenant of grace. So... We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about holy ones, holy ones, God's holy ones, sanctified, righteous, separated to God. And you know what, before we do, I, I want to visit some, some, some scriptures. I'm going to teach you some things, okay? Now, I've been serving the Lord, <laughs> not really, <laughs> but you want to say, you know, I know the Lord, no, he knew me. Well, he's always known me. But you know that day when we give our heart to the Lord? That's usually what we say. I've been serving the Lord since November 16th, 1977. I remember that day. I remember the tears. I remember the confession of all the sins. And, and uh, I remember, you know, making him Lord and Savior of my life. So it's been since 1977. And it took me 35 years to learn the truth. And I used to wonder, I used to wonder, to this day, you can walk in churches all throughout this, this county, all throughout this valley, and there's certain verses, there's certain scriptures you will never hear taught. I'll never forget. We used to go to the same church. i never forget when that, that preacher, he's a great preacher. I really, I, really, I really looked up to him. I really emulate him. You know, different lane than I'm in. But I remember he preaching from Hebrews chapter 10, which is one of my favorite chapters that everyone needs to, needs to read and understand. But he was just believing and talking about how the blood of Jesus is far more 
superior than the blood of bulls and of goats. And, and, and what he was doing was, was right and, and good and correct in that, in that we, we are honoring you, Jesus. We are worshiping you, Jesus. We are giving you glory because the blood that you shed was far superior. But you see, they don't go on to rightly divide. They don't go on to rightly divide because when you read Hebrews chapter 10, well, what's the difference between the blood of bulls and of goats and the blood of Jesus? Well, with the blood of bulls and of goats, okay, every time you come and make a sacrifice and you leave, you leave with the remembrance that you're still a sinner. And because of that, because it couldn't take away sins, the blood of bulls and of goats, right? You have to keep coming back. Okay, so now what's the difference? What about the blood of Jesus? What about the blood of Jesus? It purges your evil sin consciousness so it's no longer there. What? Yes, so that means the blood of Jesus takes away sins, removes sins. It's no more part of your, part of your consciousness so you no longer remember sin. You don't have to come back time and time and time again to make an offering. Because you keep reading the blood of Jesus Christ, because of Jesus Christ, because of his one sacrifice. Wow. I never heard this, Vinny, for 35 years. Because of one sacrifice, he perfected you forever. And he sanctified you. What? Don't I have to work at becoming sanctified? Don't I have to work at my perfection? No. See, that's the difference. Read it between the blood of bulls and of goats and the blood of Jesus. That's why he sat down because his work was done. Sanctified, perfected, no longer conscious of sin, now conscious of righteousness, and now the Holy Spirit is sent to remind you of those things, to remind you of the fact that sins and iniquities he remembers no more. Wow. And now, I want to take you through Romans, okay? Romans is beautiful. Write these scriptures down. I wish I would have known this back in 1977. I would have learned this properly, learned this correctly, learned this rightly. We all know Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Right? We, we all know that because we hear that time and time again spoken of from the pulpits. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I am so glad that when you really look at it, it says all have. And as far as I know, have is past tense. Yes. And you know what? I would hear time and time again from preachers, if you take a, te a, a, a text, a verse out of its context, you're left with a con. Well, guess what? When you do that, you're left with a con every time. Because if you read the verses before it, it says, but now, but now, but now, the righteousness of God without the law. Oh, I don't need the law to become righteous. No. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the very righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ 
unto all and upon all of them that believe. For there is no difference, Jew and Gentile. And then it goes on to say, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. That, do you hear that? That are past. That are past. Through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and he is the justifier of Lenny Rolla because he believes in Jesus Christ. He is the justifier of you because you believe in Jesus Christ. That's what the Word of God says. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. You have to have this verse. For if by one man's offense, one man got us into this mess. His name was Adam. Death reigned. Much more, they which simply receive God's abundance of grace and receive the gift of righteousness will reign in life by the one Jesus Christ. That's a beautiful verse. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Maybe they haven't received of his abundant grace and maybe they haven't received his gift of righteousness. It's a gift. Oh, and then verse, what's, what's the next verse I want to look at? Verse 19. This is beautiful. For by... For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Right? Thank you, Adam. All glory to Adam, right? One man's disobedience made us all sinners. But listen to this. So by the obedience of the one shall many be made righteous. Do you know how powerful that is? That is not saying... Through your obedience, you will be made righteous. Through your obedience, you will be made righteous. It says, by the obedience of the one, Jesus Christ, I was made righteous, and you were made righteous. I don't know how many times I tried to convince people from the scriptures that they were righteous, and they would say, but I'm not righteous. I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm, I'm always a sinner. I'm always going to be a sinner, just saved by his grace. My righteous, my, I'm not right. I'm like, whoa, boy, you, you, what do you do with all these scriptures that are in the Bible, man? You rip them out? You get rid of them? 521, Romans chapter 521, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we all know 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He who knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know what I just finally figured out? You know what I just figured out? All this time that I would go to churches and they would have water baptisms, they really didn't know what they were doing. They would, they would take that person, right? And they would say, in the name of the Father and the Son and, 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 and our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we baptize you, you know? And they, then they put that man under the water, right? And then he comes up, 
okay? Yeah! He's a, what's new? What was new? He's still a sinner. What was new? What's made new? What was the new that was done? What was the new? What was the transformation that took place? What, what happened at born again? You know? What, the old nature, right? Gone, gone, and everything, behold, new. I mean, so, so what actually happened? What do you believe happened? What do you believe happened? What do you believe is, is, is being signified by that? By that? Well, it can't be the very fact that you're a new creation. You're not the same person. You don't have a sin nature anymore. That's what made you a sinner. Now you have the nature of Christ. Now you're righteous. Now you're holy. Now you're blameless. They can't believe that. So what do they believe in? I don't know. It's just a token ceremony. It's not based on reality. It's not. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. Old things are gone. Behold, all things new have come. It's not talking about my mind or my will and my emotions. Right? It's talking about that inner man, that true you and I. They must not understand that. Maybe because they don't understand that in all its totality, that's why they believe, well, now you have to work at your righteousness, and now you have to work at your sanctification, and now you have to work at becoming holy, and you have to work, and you have to work, and you have to work, and you have to work hard. So we're going to look at holy ones, sanctified and separated to God, because I had... Somebody contact me today and say, Pastor, we have to work at our righteousness, not, right? We have to work at, our, at being coming sanctified, you know? And uh, no. No. You have to believe that you are. Because in your believing is your living. And so let's look at some scriptures. I've been doing some uh, sessions during the week on Colossians. And I started with Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. And, it, and Paul's saying to the saints, to the saints, to the saints. Lori likes to always address you guys as saints, because you are. And it says, and the faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the NIV says, it doesn't say to the saints, it says to God's holy people. Because you're going to find out uh, something very significant about that word saint. To God's holy people who are in Christ. Now remember, whenever you read the words in Christ, in Christ, if any man be in Christ, right? Remember that in Christ is a permanent position of rest. It's a permanent position. Once you become born again, you can't become unborn again. You might not live with the fruits of righteousness because you're believing in stinking, stinking thinking, stinking believing. You're not believing right. You're not believing in your true identity. You haven't ad adapted to your new character, being one with Jesus Christ, being just like Jesus Christ. All right? So because of that, you're still living in st with stinking thinking. All right? But the, in Christ is your permanent position. Permanent position of rest. And make no mistake about it. You know who puts you there? You cannot put yourself in a position of righteousness. God put you there. Amen. Here's another great verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For you, me, all of us, 
God establishes us in Christ. Once he establishes us in Christ, he anoints us. And once he establishes us in Christ and he anoints us, he seals us with the Holy Spirit. That's what in Christ is. But now let's look at that word saint. This is what the word saint means. Now it's amazing. It was there for me for 35 years to look up, but I didn't look it up. I just believe the man behind the pulpit or behind the table. But it's there for you to look up if you want to look up and see that Pastor Lenny's not telling you the truth. The word saint is hagios. Hagios. And it also is translated because it also means holy. Holy. Now this is what's great. It's in the plural as used of all believers are saints. And this is what Strong's and Young's and Munster's Dictionary, you know, world-renowned experts in the Greek that was used, tells us. It designates all, all such believers. And it's not applied merely to persons or people of, quote, exceptional holiness. You know how we used to look at how people, you know, how they were, you know, walking and how they were talking and what they were doing and, you know, how they serve. Or you always watch them and they're always reading their Bible and we always watch them and they always seem to be praying and they always, you know, right? And we were like, oh man, they're they're holy. We had a we had a a scale. We had a scale of holiness, right? I remember when I was in Bible college way back in 1979, 80. Now we had Brother Charles Harris and we we all thought, man. And he's a wonderful man. He's a wonderful man. But, you know, he, he, he just, he was just, there was just something so different about him. He was so humble. He was, he knew the word of God. You know, he, he, uh, he was a man of faith. And I never, I never forget, we looked at him as being more holy than anybody there. That's because we didn't have a concept of what God's holiness and what, and what it meant, what the word of God meant. And this is what it's saying here. It designates all, all believers. And it's not applied merely to the persons of exceptional holiness, or to those who, having died, were characterized by exceptional acts of saintliness. You believe in Jesus Christ? You are a saint. Amen. Period. You believe in Jesus Christ? You are holy. Look what this goes on to say. They are called holy ones. And when they're called holy ones, you know the word holy? Holy ones, God's holy ones, God's holy saints. It's the same word when he talks about God's holy spirit. It's the same word, holy, holy. And so now let's look what holy means. And it also means, it also, it's connected with sancti uh, uh, sanctified. But let's look at holy. Remember, saints is hagios. Holy is hagios, hagios, hagiosmos. From the same words, translated holiness. It's also rendered sanctification. It signifies separation to God. We have been sanctified. We have been separated unto God. By who? By God. God has done this. God has done this at born again. He's separated from what? From sin, from death, right? From the world, right? From the effects of, of, of the fall, and he separated us from that to him. Separated it. 
the resultant state. In other words, when you become born again, your resultant state is that of holiness, separation to God. Sanctification. It's thus the state predetermined by God for believers into which in grace he calls them and in which they begin their Christian course. Hence, they are called saints. Also see sanctification. Do you see how powerful that is? I, I don't think so. Because I, I don't see the, enorm the enormity of how powerful it is. It says, in which they begin their Christian course. At born again, when I say, I believe that he was risen from that grave on that third day. And I, I declare him Lord and Savior. And I become born again. My starting point. It's not my ending point. My starting point. My beginning point is saint, holy, righteous, sanctified, separated to God. That's powerful. So many people are striving. So many people are working. So, so many people are thinking that they need to do. They don't understand. Hey, that was your starting point. Wow. And that's good preaching. Amen. And that's the word of God. Amen. That's the true word of God there. Now look at sanctification. Hagiasmos, so you can see, hagios, hagiasmos, hagiasmos, all related. Sometimes it's holy, sometimes it's saint, sometimes it's holiness, sometimes it's sanctification. That's because it's all wrapped up. They're all wrapped up, one with another. Separation to God. It's a relationship with God into which all men enter into immediately when they put faith in Jesus Christ. Immediately. You enter into a state of sanctification. Wow. I love Hebrews chapter 10 and verse, verse 10 and verse 14. By the which will we are sanctified. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. For by one offering he has perfected forever those that are sanctified. At the beginning, this is awesome. You need to remember this. At my beginning... I was brought to my end. At my beginning, I was brought to my end. So many people are striving to get there, working to get there, knowing that they can never attain it. Guess what? They never get because it's a gift. I love it. I love it. At the beginning, you were brought to an end. Perfected. Telio'o. To bring to an end. By completing or perfecting. We were brought to an end. We were brought to completion. We were brought to the fullness of perfecting at our very beginning. Perfect. Legally and officially. Wow. This applies to you and this applies to me. Your sanctification has been predetermined by God into which grace has brought you, which is your starting point. Your sanctification comes purely from your believing in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So this means you need do nothing 
to qualify for God's blessing because God has already qualified you. This is the full meaning behind Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12 where it says, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified us to qualify in the inheritance with his holy people in the kingdom of light. We are already qualified. Qualified for all the finished works of Jesus Christ. Why? Because of his offering. Because of his sacrifice. Because of his obedience. And now, so what happens? What must take place? We have to believe. You have to believe. Those scriptures that 35 years, Nina, 35 years, I never heard a preacher bring up any of those scriptures that I just read from Romans before or from, from Hebrews. And another scripture that I've never, ever heard in 35 years, and I, I've been to, I was in a lot of church, good, full gospel churches. I never heard anybody preach on 1 John 4, 17. For here is God's love perfected, that you have boldness to stand before him. Why? Because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. What? Nobody would dare tell me. So 35 years, you know what? As Jesus is, so are you. What? As Jesus is, so are you. Do you know you were united with him? I don't know what they did with that verse. Do you know you were united with him in his death? So that in the likeness of being united with him in his death, now you're united with him in, the, in his resurrection to newness of life. And now you're one with him. Now he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now as he is, so are you in this world. What? What? If you can believe it about Jesus, believe it about yourself. If God wouldn't say it about Jesus, God will never say it about you. If God says it about Jesus, know that it's being echoed and he's saying it about you. So what happens? What has to happen? Something has to happen that didn't happen in my life for 35 years. I am righteous. I am a new creation. I do have the character of Christ. I am one with him. All that he is, I am. If he can love, I can love. If he can love my wife, I can love my wife. If he can love my children, I can love my children. If he can pray for my boss, I can pray for my boss. If he's at peace, I'm at peace. Now all that governs my life is, is things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Things that are excellent and things that are worthy of praise. I'm just like Jesus. You see, for 35 years, I tried to work, I tried to put effort in, I tried to become, I tried to do, and I failed over and over and over and over and over again. But once I heard the truth of the gospel, that once I believed in Jesus Christ, God gave me the power, the right, the authority, the ability to be his child. Amen. Who was born not of man, nor of the will of man, but who was born of God. Born from above, born from the Spirit, a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things new have come. Now you're united with Christ. Now you're one with Christ. Now as he is, so are you. Now you're perfect. Now you're holy. Now you're blameless. Now you're righteous. Now you're complete. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And the more I believed it, the Holy Spirit caused me to become it. A better husband. A better father. A better pastor. A better friend. Now I have the love that Christ had. I thank him for it. I was at the... When was it? When was it? Me and Lori went out uh, for a, a, a date on um, Thursday night. We went out to dinner, and we went to a movie. So before dinner, I wanted some water, so I went, we're looking, where am I going to go? Oh, Lori said, go in there. Go in that store. I said, in that store, five below? Yeah, they'll have it. I said, five below? I don't want to. Okay, five below. I hope it's not a $5 bottle of water. So I get in there, you know, after hesitating, I get in there and I get smacked right behind, right behind this, this young mother with her two young, young children. They were four and they were five. They looked like they were twins. And so I'm looking at them and I notice that the son has um, uh, hearing aids in his ear. And so I'm like, Lord, I know you love them because right now I'm feeling love for them. And Lord, I know if it was you and you were right here, I know you would reach out and you would pray. And so you're one with me and I'm one with you, Lord, so I'm going to pray. But I just can't. If I put my hand on, you know, on this child, this mother, she's going to scream and, you know, they're going to come and arrest me. So I was going to have to go through the mother. So I started a conversation up with the mother and I said, oh, children are adorable. I said, are they twins? And she said, no, 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 one's four, one's five. But they look so much alike. I said, they are adorable. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I believe in Jesus. I follow Jesus. I'm a minister. I pray for people and they get, they, they get healed. Would you mind? I, I see your son has hearing aids on. Would, if no, I'm, I, I, I apologize. I said, but can I pray for him? And she said, yes, please. I said, thank you, Lord, because I know it was you. And so that little boy, you know, he was so calm and he let me put my hand, you know, on his ear. And I prayed and I prayed and they were getting ready to go to the doctor's appointments. And I said, you got to let me know. Here's my card. You got to let me know. And she said, you know what? You know what? For some reason right now, I believe in a miracle. I believe in miracles. And I said, I said, thank you for telling me that. And thank you for giving me the privilege of praying for you. But that's because, because I believe I'm like Jesus. Amen. See, when you believe you're like Jesus, you're going to do things that you're not doing right now. You're going, to, you're going to be a light that you're not being right now because you're going to start believing more and more and more that, that you're like Jesus. And it's not going to be a work. It's going to be a fruit. Because you can't believe you're like Jesus and you can't believe you're righteous and you can't believe you're holy and you can't believe you're perfect and you can't believe you're complete and it not produce a fruit. That's what Paul calls the fruits of righteousness. And so, Lord said, do one more thing. I said, okay. Lord, I don't know what she bought. Do one more thing. So, I'm, I'm paying for my thing. And, and what does she do? She, she, she ends up right next to me. So, what would you do, Lord? Well, I would pay for her 
whatever she's buying. I said, Lord, I don't know what she's buying. <laughs> Pay for it. So I stopped her. I threw my, my debit card in there. And she said, no, no, no. I said, I need to do this. I must do this. Please let me do this. She said, all right. I put in my code. Boom, paid for it. And I said, thank you. Merry Christmas. And remember, we're standing on that miracle. And I left. Amen. But I did that. And I do things like that because Jesus is in me. Amen. And I'm never going to stop. And I'm always going to look for, for opportunities. And when the opportunities come and I don't take them, I say, Holy Spirit, you know what? I, 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 you were moving on me. I said, you know what? Keep moving on me. The next time, we're doing it. You know, That's because we believe that we're one with Him. And that's going to change everything in your life. It's going to change everything. It might change, you know, a lot. Maybe it'll only change a little bit. Maybe it won't change anything because you're already living in this. But it's important to understand and believe and know there's an inheritance out there and it's ours because of what Jesus did, because we're one with him, because we are perfect, holy, righteous, complete, health, healing, wholeness, financial provision, prosperity, blessed relationships. Why? Because of one man's obedience and faith in that one man.